a Podcast One production. Hey, I'm former Australian beach sprinter and fitness trainer Katie Williams. When I was competing, I would do anything I needed to do to be the best. But now that I'm retired, I'm trying to develop a more balanced relationship with my diet, exercise, and my body image. In each episode, I'll try a different diet or lifestyle challenge for two weeks to see if it helps me think, move, or feel better. For the next two weeks, the challenge I'm taking on is sleep health. Now, the reason why I wanted to do a sleep challenge is because sleep is a fundamental pillar of health. And, you know, I want more sleep. Not having enough sleep massively, massively affects me. One night every now and then is okay. But if I've had like a few nights in a row of five hours sleep, I'm a shell of a human. I literally can't function. Mentally and emotionally, I can get sooky. I can get short fused and I could feel way more emotional than normal. And even small tasks can overwhelm me. I... I definitely don't feel calm, clear-minded when I've had no sleep and I kind of feel like scatty, uninspired and unmotivated as well. Physically, if I haven't had enough sleep, I can feel just exhausted. I'll either not exercise altogether or I'll try and do a session but I just won't have my normal energy throughout the session. Before self-isolation, I was jamming in so much to my days and I was really doing a lot. I'd say I was probably doing too much But even now with my routine, I would say that I could use more sleep and more rest. I probably get like seven hours of sleep a night, but I find it hard to wake up in the mornings. I'm not that sleepy at the night time. And at this stage, I'm waking up at 5.30 in the morning and I'm probably going to bed at 10, 10 or 10.30 and probably falling asleep at 11. I'm hoping after this challenge, I've got myself into a really healthy sleep routine and a good nighttime routine to prepare for bed. I want to read more, I want to go to bed a little earlier, and I want to set myself up for a really restful night. I want to feel energized and more awake in the mornings and hopefully after this challenge really shift my sleeping patterns to favor, you know, early mornings and early nights. Before starting this challenge, I brought in Alina Wernell into the studio. She's a sleep expert and she's a master sleep coach. I wanted her to have a look at my current sleep patterns and tell me what needs adjusting. I also wanted guidance and information direct from the source for her to prescribe me exactly what I need. I'm here with Alina Winnell, also known as the sleep expert. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, my pleasure, Katie. So what is a sleep expert? So a sleep expert is someone who specialises in sleep and helps people to improve their sleep um, quality or quantity. And usually there are two main types. There'll be sleep experts who help people who have sleep apnea or a physical cause of disturbed sleep. Um, And then there are sleep experts like myself who help people that don't have a physical issue but uh, have disturbed sleep because of something non-physical related like a racing mind. So how did you get into sleep? And, and why does it interest you so much? It is an absolute passion of mine and it's it, ca- it came through my own personal journey. So um, my background's very different. I used to work in uh, corporate finance uh, and I went through a period of absolute chronic insomnia. So I had insomnia so badly that it affected every aspect of my life from uh, my ability to, to function properly at work to my ability to um, have good healthy relationships to to my health to be able my ability to think clearly so many different things and um, I couldn't find a solution when I went through it so I ended up changing careers left that I couldn't find anyone who would 
helped me get a solution that worked. So I went uh, in search of my own solution. And since that, that's many years ago now, um, studied many, many different things that uh, helped me. And now I sleep really well and I help other people to restore their sleep. So it's been quite a, a personal journey for me, a very painful one and a very rewarding one as well. Do you have good sleeping habits and routines? Like, is it something that you struggle with too? Or is it just me? So habit, good habits and routines are only one aspect of good sleep. So definitely it's important and probably right now more than ever with COVID around because with so many people working from home, a lot of people are telling me how much they're struggling with um, having a routine because that, that structure of going to work in the office isn't there for a lot of people. That's only one aspect of good sleep. So there's a lot of other aspects that aren't necessarily related to routine. I just sort of want to break that perception that that's yeah, what sleep is please. about. Um, there's a lot of other things that that are probably even more important that make up a good night's sleep and not just before bed, from the moment you wake up. Yes. So this is one of the myths that I really want to kind of break. People have this perception that it's just that couple of hours before bed that determine the quality of their sleep. And there is some truth in that, but it's only a very partial truth. So really the quality of our sleep is, is determined from our daytime. And so... Mic drop. That's amazing. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. So even right now, if I can invite you to just do something for me. Of course, yeah. please. So, so one of the most important things that will determine how well we sleep is how in balance our nervous system is. Are you stressed? Are you relaxed? So right now I invite you to just place a hand on your upper chest and on your belly and just check where you're breathing into. Did you notice that? I'm breathing through my chest. Yeah, not only breathing through your chest, your, your shoulders raised as you... <laughs> so it wasn't even just chest breathing, it was like shoulders right yeah. up. Yeah. And the listeners at home can, can just do a quick check-in as well. I'll just give a moment for that. The reason this is so important is so many people will say, I'm not stressed, that's not the reason that my sleep is poor. And when we get used to being stressed, we don't notice that we're stressed anymore. It just becomes normal. So when you do this test, a very simple test, the body never lies. If you're breathing more into your upper chest, uh, fast, high breaths, then that is the body saying, I'm in stress. Mm. Um, if the breaths are low and slow from more the belly area, then, you know, probably uh, the person who's breathing that way is more likely to be in a more balanced, relaxed state. I love that. That's amazing. So that's one little clue. Uh, people can just check in what's happening to their breathing. If they're breathing high and fast or if they're holding their breath, then definitely um, doing some work on bringing the nervous system into balance will begin to transform their sleep. That's amazing. I love that. So we spoke about before that your night's sleep is determined by your whole day. Can we go from the moment that you wake up, from the moment you go to bed, from what would be an ideal day to sleep well? Mm -hmm. So an ideal day when you get up in the morning, instead of racing around and, you know, da -da 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 -da, it would be to start the day off calmly. We're sort of still in a little bit of a slightly dreamy state when we wake up. It's a really beautiful time of the day. And so to just start off in, at that pace, um, then the pace will usually pick up during the day. 
During the day, what I really encourage people to do is to uh, become aware of what's actually happening for them. So to start to become conscious of what they're thinking about and what's happening in their body. So by that, what I mean is, are they doing worst case scenario thinking? Are they worrying about what might go wrong that day or what someone said about them, that kind of thing? Because why this is so important, our thoughts will create stress hormones in the body that affect our sleep. It's probably the number one thing that affects our sleep and people don't realise it. It's the way that we think and how that affects the production of hormones and and the chemistry in the body. And then um, also to become conscious of the body. So to check in with the body a few times a day, what's happening? So if there's that high, fast breathing, it probably means that the person is stressed. And just to check in what's happening to cause that stress. And then can they like slow their breathing down, drop their breathing down, bringing the, the nervous system back into balance. Just take a moment to breathe. So we've spoken about what an ideal day would look like. I've brought you in to the Better For It podcast so you can set me a challenge. What is my challenge? Okay. So the challenge for you, and, and I've seen now that I've been able to watch your breathing, that this will definitely be relevant to you is to start to bring your nervous system into balance. So when I say nervous system, it's basically the balance of your stress response and your relaxation response. So the challenge will be to every day, a number of times a day, check in with what's happening in your body. So what I mean by that is there'll be three things. What's happening with your breathing? Is it high and fast? Are you holding your breath or is it low and slow? So to change your breathing, right? slow it down, drop it down, to check in with your muscle tension. Is your body stressed and tense or is it relaxed and open? And then finally, to check in with your posture. So is your posture open? So when we're stressed, we go more into the fetal position and our posture sort of curls up. So you want to do the opposite, which is open. That's a sign that the body's relaxed. So you're at least sending the signal to your nervous system that you're calm and relaxed. Even if you're not, it will help to change your nervous system, yep. Wow. So that's the first part of your challenge is checking in with the body and changing the body. The second part of it is to check in with the mind. So we're going to be doing mind and body, mind and body, right? So with the mind, uh, most people, their minds are like untamed gardens. They don't actually know what's going on in there. So we're going to start to explore this garden, start to... um, find out what's growing in there, what can we trim back, you know, how can yes. we, how can we uh, make this a beautiful garden. So uh, on that hour every hour when you're checking in with your body, I also want you to check in what are the types of thoughts you're having. So are you doing worst case scenario? Are you judging? Are you worrying about what other people are thinking or saying? You know, what are the types of thoughts? What response does that create in your body? If it's creating contraction in your body, it means they're stressful thoughts. If it's creating relaxation and expansion in the body, it means they're helpful thoughts that will help your sleep. And so what I'd love to do offline with you uh, is to actually take you through a summary of what your habitual thinking patterns are. So that's something I'd like to offer you to do offline. Thank you. That would be amazing. Because also one of yours, which will be quite... um, it will seem counterintuitive, your typology can get quite excited. 
Oh, yeah. So you might think, well, that's not a negative thing, right? Oh, it is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but what happens is that it actually is very stimulating to the nervous system. Yeah. So actually part of for you, it's only a seventh of the population who really run that pattern is to help um, help you to... Uh, be less excited. Not, yeah. not that we want to take away your positivity, none of oh. that, just to have more calm positivity rather than excited, stimulated positivity. Absolutely. I've, I've had to completely change my life because I was and am a very adrenaline-based person, yes. risk taker, like fast-paced. Yes. And I've cha- literally have changed everything I do now because I don't find like that, that state to be in constantly. Like a sprinter is like nonstop and that yes. like just everything at fast pace. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. It just cooks you and mentally and physically, like, it's horrific. Mm. So, yes, I'm, I'm all about trying to calm down now, calm the system. Great. It'll be a good two weeks for you then. So the homework, <laughs> do, what am I doing at night? Okay. So then at night I would encourage you at two hours before bed, if you're happy to do it, is to start your wind down process. At least one hour before bed, but yes. I'd encourage you to do two. So lights down, only have very dim lights on so that your serotonin can start to turn into melatonin, the sleep hormone, and to start to do something relaxing. So instead of being go, 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 to do something that really helps you to unwind. So um, what do you like to do in the evening to unwind? I usually watch Netflix. Uh-huh. But I do like to read as well. So reading would be a really good option. Okay. Other, th- other than that, sometimes I'm working and I'm posting on social media. So not really the greatest thing because it gives you, you know, dopamine rush and you're replying back to people and it can definitely give me a stress response. Um, and that's what I do at night because it's the best engagement. Like it's the best time to post on Instagram. So yeah. I might have to bring that, that hour forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> if you do continue to do that, I encourage you to make one change while you do that, which is to really slow your breathing down as you do it. Cool. So that it actually changes the way that you do it. So instead of it being go, 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 it'll be more of a relaxed, I'm just responding slowly to a few things, yeah. right? But I don't want you to do that the one hour before bed. Please. No, I can bring it to like 6 p.m. That's fine. <laughs> okay. can make All the right. change. You've got to make the changes to the got to make the changes. Yeah. All right. So, so ideally an hour or two before bed, you want to do um, something where the brain starts to slow down and the body starts to slow down. So uh, Netflix is fine as long as, this is really important, you're watching something that doesn't stimulate the nervous system, it relaxes it. So something like a comedy, something like a nice non-violent drama, like a romance or something like that. But watching crime shows or something. Tiger King is a no. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that's violent is a no, yeah, or anything that kind of gets you, you know, sitting on the edge of your seat, that's a no. It's like something that where you actually start to feel a bit tired as you watch it. You know, you might start to notice that you yawn and, and you're just sort of starting to get a bit dozy. So, you know, I don't want to make this difficult, something you can't achieve. It's just like just change the way that you do it. What about getting up in the morning the next day? Do you want me to have a consistent time? Yeah, so so I wouldn't say this for everyone, but for you, based on what I know about you, because one of your struggles is going getting to bed early enough, I would say for you to set a consistent time and make sure you have your wind down beforehand. So is five thirty too early? Because I've been doing five thirty the last week to get up. Yeah. What time do you go to bed? Pretty late. 
<laughs> so it's more about that, right? So 5.30 is fine to get up yeah. if you're going to bed at, you know, say 9.30. Okay. I you want to get a good at eight hours sleep. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably getting seven, maybe six and a half. Some yeah. nights five, some nights ten. <laughs> yeah. It's, really, yeah. it's yeah. very out of work. And when I am working normally, because um, I'm working from home at the moment, things have changed. Like I'm either filming or um, coaching early in the morning. So things change very quickly. In my normal schedule, things change very quickly. I might be on a shoot for a few days. Like things are just very different. So mm. now being in self-isolation, I can have, I actually can have structure with my early, like my wake-up calls because in my real life, my wake-up calls are different. And then I'm tired on the weekends, so I try and sleep in a bit. With sleeping in, is that a good way to catch up on sleep or is it better to nap? Um, it, it depends. So na- naps can be really good if you can do them effectively. Like the way they do them in the Mediterranean, is it's actually really efficient sleep. You know, they have their afternoon, uh, two-hour sort of nap. They um, sleep for two hours in the afternoon. Yeah, and, and it's a full sleep cycle, right? So um, if you only do a half-hour sort of power nap, that's different to a, to how they do it in the Mediterranean where it's a full sleep cycle. So if you're doing a full sleep cycle and napping, then it's okay to have less sleep uh, in your main sleep at night time. But if you're only doing that little sort of 20, 30-minute power nap, it's a little bit different. That only rejuvenates the mind rather than the body because the full sleep cycle, we get into the deep sleep where the body um, physically heals, whereas that really short cat nap is only rejuvenating the mind. Wow. So that's why people can be like, yep, I can get back to work now and I can be really efficient with my work, but the body hasn't healed. So you can nap, that's one option, or you can sleep in, but this, if you're sleeping in, uh, you can only catch up on a certain amount of sleep. At, at some point, it just doesn't, you know, if you're doing it maybe once every couple of days, it might be helpful, but if you're doing it once a month, it's you just can't catch up on the sleep. It just doesn't work like that. So what changes should I expect to feel physically, mentally and socially with this challenge? Okay. So if you are getting more sleep and you're getting better quality sleep, physically you should feel stronger. So you f- you should feel that you have more stamina. Say, for example, you go for a run, like you, you're feeling stronger when you are running. You know, so, so physically you will feel stronger and have more stamina. Um, you'll also notice that your your body is repairing because you do a lot of exercise. You will notice that it is feeling rejuvenated the next day. Mentally, basically, when we sleep, our brain gets cl- cleaned out at night. It's like that. Um, so in the mornings, you should feel a lot more clarity of, of thinking. Your response times should be faster. Um, your memory should be better. Uh, and then emotionally, so this plays into the social part, Typically, when people sleep well, they feel happier. They feel, and that's the number one thing people report. So, like when I take people through this sleep program that I run, they say the biggest difference for them is they feel happier at the end. There are studies that show the number one cause of happiness is sleep. So it's really oh, interesting. That's so nice. Yeah. So, so if people are happier, if they're feeling better, which you do as a result of sleeping well, then of course socially. We're going to be more tolerant of other people. We're going to be more um, loving, more joyous. And especially in a time like this, it's so challenging for a lot of people. 
And so if people are getting better sleep, they will feel happier and they will be able to support each other better during this difficult time. Is two weeks long enough to experience these beautiful benefits you just spoke about? <laughs> it might depend on how um, how much you apply what we speak about. <laughs> so there's your challenge, Katie. Um, you, you can definitely notice some big differences in two weeks. So I normally take people through an eight-week process and, and I have found through my experience that is a really good length of time for people's sleep to absolutely transform. Now, in two weeks, um, you can still get a lot done. So I think... Uh, I think we can still get some good results for you in two weeks. I do have some fears for this challenge. Uh, One is definitely that I won't stick to the bedtime. I'm a bit of a night owl and I don't actually love getting up early in the mornings, which people find fascinating because I am definitely up and about, but I don't really like to be. So Uh (laughs) I am pretty slow in the mornings. I've always really been someone that has a lot of energy at night and someone that's not so awake in the morning. So I do a lot of things in the morning to wake up, whether that be exercise, stretching, meditation, journaling, cold showers, newly some breath work. So I definitely am into waking my body up properly, Mm -hmm. but I don't jump out of bed feeling amazing. So I think I am going to struggle with that change of sticking to the, you know, morning wake-ups and then going to bed early. I'm addicted to technology as well. So yeah. I am up late at night on my phone. I'm up I'm up and on my phone and laptop all day. Like I'm talking all day. So it's it's a pretty bad addiction. <laughs> so just let me check I've got this correct. So you don't like going to bed at night and you don't like getting up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got two ends to no, work no. with. <laughs> All right. So part of what I suggest we do to help you actually want to go to bed earlier is to do something where you start to relax so that you actually start to feel tired. Because what happens is when there's a lot of adrenaline in the body and like you said, you've got a lot of energy at nighttime, you're not going to want to go to sleep because, you know, you've got all this adrenaline in the body. So the body's going to say, no, I want to keep on doing, I don't want to go to bed. So if we give you either a relaxation or a meditation or something to do at night that starts to calm you down and starts to get you into your body, we relax through the body, not so much through the mind, then you may actually want to go to bed earlier. This is not going to be about um, disciplining you. This is just about like, you know, changing things in a way that um, really serves you. So, So I would like to give you something to help you to relax you at night. A sleep meditation would be amazing. Yeah, like a let's guided do that. meditation. Okay, let's That's do awesome. that. I do Vedic in the morning. Yeah, um, which works really well. But I like the idea of a of a like a sleepy guided meditation before bed. Yeah, yeah, and something to get you into the heart before bed too. A little gratitude practice. When oh, you that's feel grateful. nice. Yeah. I have a gratitude. I have a gratitude journal I do in the morning. Aha, uh-huh. so if you could switch that to night time or oh, you can wow. do both. Yeah. But the extra addition I want you to make is not think about the gratitude but feel, feel the, gratitude. the gratitude. We've got some solid homework here. This is great. <laughs> I, I honestly thought you were going to tell me just get off your phone, wake up at the same time every day, don't eat before bed. Like I didn't know that it was going to be such a holistic and integrated experience, which I think is amazing. Like I'm so excited that I'm doing this challenge in such a holistic way. Great. I didn't, didn't expect it. If you want genuine long-term results, it's it's important, yeah, because the habits are only a small part of it, but um, it's, it's really changing the way you show up. That makes the bigger difference. And so the other thing which we didn't address before was you 
the getting up in the morning. And I mm. just want to check with you, do you wake up to an alarm? Oh, yeah, and a loud one. Mm-hmm. And my question would be, do you need to? Oh, yeah. I need the alarm as loud as possible. <laughs> you can't wake me. You could get a saucepan and smack it, like, literally next to my face and I won't move. Uh-huh. It, you, I don't live at home anymore, but when I lived at home, my whole family would have massive blow-ups with me because my alarm would go off and I would just be dead to the world. So it's possible that you may actually need extra sleep if, if it's that hard to wake you up. It's pretty hard. I never wake up like, oh, like I get up, I get up early and I don't like it. Like I like it when I'm up, uh-huh. but I cannot tell you my favourite feeling in the world is snoozing the alarm and snuggling back into bed. Mm. But uh, for you, I would ask, could you sleep another hour? Like do you have to get up at 5.30? Not, not at the moment, but I'm doing it with friends to hold a bunch of us accountable during this self-isolation. Accountable to what? See, it depends what, you know, yeah. if, are you looking at your health or are you looking at your productivity? Productivity. Yeah, exactly. Not health. <laughs> and so productivity, um, you know, it may actually it's, it may actually be um, impacting your productivity as in if you're not getting this rest you need, um, even though you may have less hours in the day if you rested more, your productivity may actually increase during the day if you've slept better. Interesting. So that's cool. Not always straight, a straightforward like. No, um, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. My homework for this challenge is checking in three times a day, morning, middle of the day and night time. How am I feeling physically? What my posture is doing? If I have any muscle tension? Where am I breathing? If I'm breathing nice and relaxed, it's coming from my belly. If I'm stressed, it'll be breathing up near my throat and in my chest and shallow breathing. I'm also going to check in mentally. So just with that, oh, yeah. so when you check in, is then to relax all of that. So loosen your muscles, slow down your breathing and open your posture. Perfect. Yep. So it's awareness and then action. Awareness and then action, exactly. Amazing. So then mentally I'm going to notice how I'm feeling and if there's any negative thoughts or stresses or feelings that come up from those thoughts. Uh-huh. Yeah, so what thinking patterns you're running and if they are having a negative effect on you in some way. You may be used to them. They may be thinking patterns you've done all your life, and now I'm inviting you to start to become aware of them. So I'm becoming aware of my thinking patterns and if they Mm -hmm. negatively affect me. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, if they're not putting a smile on your face, typically they're more negative thinking patterns. There's a lot of negative ones in there for a a positive girl, I think, in my mind. (laughs) So then I have my wind down time, which is going to be two hours before bed, turning the lights down, maybe lighting a candle, getting in a relaxed state. Great. Then I'm going to be turning my technology off before one hour before bed, Mm -hmm. or I can watch Netflix if it's something that's relaxing, something that's an easy watch. I think I'm going to try and read for this challenge, but we'll see how I go. Might Mm -hmm. switch it up. And then I'm also going to do a guided sleep meditation before bed. That is my homework. That's your homework. I love it. Beautiful. That's unreal. Thank you so much for coming on. This is. I'm so excited for this challenge. Me too. You've completely blown my mind. I honestly thought that you were just going to tell me to get off technology and do all the standard sleep health tests. I had no idea we were going to be so 
deep in the mind. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. The more in balance your nervous system is, the better you will sleep. That is really at the core of it. And and most people don't understand because you know we haven't had the education around it. So this is what I really want you to hone in on and really start to understand about yourself, understand you, understand your nervous system. And then that will allow you to sleep like a baby. In two weeks' time, I'll be sleeping like a little three-year-old, waking up fresh, (laughs) annoying the (laughs) neighbours. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been unreal. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, Katie. My new routine is no social media, no Netflix or no YouTube two hours before bed. I'm allowed to watch something on Netflix as long as it's not stimulating. I'm going to get off my phone completely. I'm not going to post on social media unless I have to. And if I do, it'll be two or three hours before I have to go to bed and I'll turn my phone off or an airplane mode before I go to sleep. I woke up this morning at 6.30. I normally do 5.30, but last night it just took me quite a while to get to sleep. And I know why. I got stuck in a YouTube vortex looking at people's videos, fitness training, workouts, traveling, and all the things that I want to do. I don't want to get up. I really want to sleep in. So it has been six days since I posted on social media. I'm feeling really good. I'm sleeping better. I'm going to sleep earlier. I am waking up feeling refreshed. Out of these seven days, There's been five days that have been amazing and two days where I slept okay. I don't know how I even slept with my old nighttime routine. (laughs) What I was doing before this challenge was shocking. Okay, so I've been working on my sleep health for two weeks and the challenge is now over. So the question is, am I better for it? Yes, I am. I am so much better for it. This challenge is a sleep health challenge and I thought for sure it was going to be go to bed early, stop drinking so much coffee and get off your phone, put some lavender oil on. Little did I know that this was actually a heavily psychological challenge and I had some really solid realisations. Alina explained to me that I need to balance my nervous system and get into my parasympathetic nervous system throughout the day, which relaxes the body. So in the first few days, I realised very quickly that I'm in my sympathetic nervous system way too much, which is the feeling of nervous energy, feeling of flighty, scatty, or even adrenaline through your body. I also realized that I have no boundaries with work or social media. (laughs) I give a lot of my energy and my time to other people and definitely not enough to myself. In week two, I began to love slowing down and getting offline. I actually craved my alone time. I think because I was offline and not distracting myself so much, I had so much more time to think because I had time for my subconscious to actually come alive. Throughout this challenge, my morning routine stayed the same. I woke up at 5.30 every day, made my bed, I did my Vedic meditation and I planned my day. I also changed up my training. So I used to train a lot in the afternoon, but I didn't really realize this, but it was really razzing me up before bed and giving me way too much energy. So if I did train, I trained in the morning. I actually pulled back from training a little bit throughout this challenge. It was a few days where I just had low energy, so I just listened to my body. In my one-on-one with Alina, I explored some of my habitual thinking patterns, which create stress and pressure in my life. The more I can begin to understand where I create stress and pressure or anxiety for myself 
the more choice I have to change it. This helps me bring my nervous system into balance. For most people, a balanced nervous system is the main key to a great night's sleep. I did have my fears play out throughout this challenge a little bit. One of my fears was not wanting to go to bed early, not wanting to get up at the same time, or not wanting to get offline. On the weekends, I sort of resisted going to bed early, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for both weekends, I was in bed before 10, like a grandma, and awake at 7. I feared that I'd miss technology or I feared that by switching my phone off or not being online that I would feel guilty and have people trying to contact me. But I soon adapted and I loved being able to switch off and have my own time. There was about four mornings where I really didn't want to get out of bed and that's out of 14, so I'm pretty happy with that. It did impact my physical, social and mental health. Socially, because I was sleeping well, I felt more present, I felt more available and I felt like I had more to give. At times, I did feel guilty for not getting back to people via text, DM or Facebook Messenger, but I knew that I needed to turn my phone off and have my time. Plus, the people that I wanted to speak to, I ended up calling the next day and I had more time and energy to give them, so it was a win-win. Mentally, I felt calmer and way more productive. I felt less scatty and I definitely woke up with a clearer mind for most of this challenge. Physically, I was waking up and feeling more awake. I'm still not bouncing out of bed, but I definitely felt 10 times better than before this challenge. Two weeks is definitely enough time to notice benefits. It was enough to make this habit a new routine. I'm falling asleep quicker. I'm sleeping deeper. I'm definitely waking up easier. I've been having way more vivid dreams and just way more dreams in general. My alarm is still loud on the other side of the room, but I'm waking up feeling like I've slept much deeper and I've had a better quality sleep. I'm getting eight hours of sleep now and I used to only get seven, maybe even six and a half. As for the mindset and habitual thought patterns that create a stress response in me, I've got a solid way to go. I'm still scratching the surface of it. I will definitely continue doing this challenge long-term. I'm actually working with Elena for some development coaching, which will further assist my sleep and my nervous system. I would recommend that you do a sleep health challenge or just look at your sleep. And here's some advice for you. You need to do the work. You need to do what you can to get into your parasympathetic nervous system and find ways that de-stress the body before bed and also in the morning as well to set you up for the day. It's not as simple as just changing your nighttime routine or putting some lavender oil on your body and stop drinking coffee. (laughs) It's your thoughts, your habits, and your behaviours from the moment that you wake up. But just start somewhere, small habit changes. Notice your thoughts and then notice how your body feels. Get your morning routine down pat. Could be breathing, it could be meditation, could be journaling, whatever you want to do on your time. But set yourself up for a great day with a calm mind. If you want to work on your sleep, make sure you get some sunlight. Move your body a little. Alina told me that it helps boost serotonin, which turns into melatonin at night, which helps you sleep. No technology at night, no social media, no emails, nothing too stimulating. Definitely no Tiger King. Take work breaks. For me, I work from home and I'm in front of my laptop all the time. So I try and move every 30 minutes to one hour. Could even just be rolling a neck or walking around the house. Try not to be glued to the screen and understand that your habits and rituals will shape your future. So the main question is, did the sleep health challenge help me think, move or feel better? And the answer is yes, 100 times yes. That's it for my two weeks of sleep health. If you want to see the behind the scenes from this challenge, check out my Instagram at Katie Williams. My next challenge is learning how to manifest with Holly as a party. Join me next time to see if I'm better for it. Better For It was presented by Katie Williams and produced in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Lindsay Green. Audio producer, Darcy Thompson. And executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. 
For more episodes, head to podcast1australia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Better For It Podcast.